Lisa, thanks very much for joining us. Um, you're working there for for Keir, which is obviously a, a you know a, a tier one construction specialist in in the UK. Um, particularly looking at that ESG side, I suppose, um, what was some of the impact from from COP26 and and how have you seen that playing out? So we're based in the UK, but I'm based in Scotland. And I think it was really important that COP26 came to Glasgow because it put a real spotlight into what Scotland needs to do to achieve our net zero targets. We have a more ambitious 2045 target of net zero. And I feel like the fact that it was in Glasgow pushed our government to focus really on where we need to go. And that's when we got the net zero standard being issued through COP26. So I think it was a really good spotlight to have in Scotland. And we're hoping that that standard will become mandatory in the next few years to really push the agenda forward. Do you see that agenda being pushed forward both in terms of your clients, but also the, the public and private sector? There's a big focus on, on collaboration. Do you see everybody aligned in that way? Definitely in the public sector, that's where most of our work comes from. We've seen a lot more motivation to get to net zero in the near future. And it is coming through the standard. It's coming through the government. It's coming through funding. Um and yeah, that, that real motivation to get to net zero, but also people in their own personal lives also want to have a more sustainable future for their children and their children's future. So yeah, we're definitely seeing it in the public sector and we're hoping that that will create the best examples for the private sector to then copy because we are seeing operational costs massively reduced for, for, for buildings that are trying to aim for net zero. Are there any just just brief kind of examples of that, Lisa, that, that you can share maybe that show how this is actually having an effect and an influence on reducing the, the carbon footprint there? Yeah, so we currently are building quite a few passive house buildings, in, especially in schools. And we've seen that that push for passive house has come through the funding route. So only schools built through the passive house route can get funding now. And in terms of operational for a passive house, we're seeing massive reductions. None of them have gas boilers, for example, so the, the cost of gas is completely out. They're, they're mostly heated through large windows, so the, the heating is, is almost free. There is obviously mechanical ventilation, so there's more electricity, but the cost to run that school has massively reduced compared to a conventional school. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how that operational cost can have a can have a huge benefit both in terms of lowering carbon, but also actually, uh, you, you know, for the for the occupiers, whether they're public sector or, or commercial. Um, really interesting to catch up. Thanks very much for joining us, Lisa. Thank you.